When I got my magical walking boots, I knew I had to use these powers for good. I now guard Ravnica from the shadows. I am Ravnica's Quilty Crusader, Felt Fondler, the one and only Bat Muppet. Well, hell, Bat Muppet. He could have just used the door. Edgy superheroes don't use doors. What's the situation, Commissioner? Looks like the work of the Jester, all right. We may even have a lead on his identity. The Jester. Crown Prince of Clothing. And his henchwoman, Harley Quilt. They've been killing Muppetborn all over Ravnica for their soft, felty skin. Like mine. Oh. But you won't like it. An arrow found in the stuffing matches one used by none other than Ravnica Avengers member, Sting. Commissioner, this can't be true. I've known Sting for years. He would never... I know, Bat. That's why I called you. I need our mutual friend, Chuggles, to recap last week's episode, to give Sting an alibi. <sighs> okay. I think I can try that. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Ugh. Well, it all started while we were in prison. Well, we got let out by this real tall guy named the Curator. He took us to his office and gave us the main quest for this season. Turns out he curates the Crayon Cult, a new government that Jace put into power, replacing the Speaker and his incapable Clark compound. Also, they're all from some secret faraway plane that they wouldn't tell me about. On top of that, they changed a whole lot of stuff while we were gone. The Azorius are our bureaucratic overlords. The Boros don't really do much. But we all got promotions in our guilds. Because we died! The curator had us sign this dumb contract. I guess we're supposed to hunt down all the pieces to left soul. I think we get to summon the Eternal Dragon once we get all seven, but I didn't read the manga. And for some reason, Baldrick is the key, even though Lef is clearly in love with Flum. After that, we were sent to this lady called Tamara, who gave us our very own home! Or should I say bunker? It's underground, you get it, blah blah blah. Then we finally caught up with Tony in the quartermaster's lab. He's the centaur taxi driver guy from season one. Lef was real mad at Baldrick for leaving both of them at the lube factory for ten years. Said she punched him. That was pretty funny. Stupid Baldrick. Then Mr. Macaroni and Cheese gave us a bunch of cool stuff. I got a sick pair of wall climbing shoes that let me fight crime as... <clears throat> the Bat Muppet. Wait, no, I I'm not him. I'm just his friend. Uh, uh moving on. Uh, Baldrick got his ring that captured Lef in some Pokeball-type thing. We also got this map that showed us where all the other Lefts are. As the kids say, gotta obtain the large majority of them. All you had to do was confirm that Sting was with Chuggles during the incident. Don't you think that was a bit long-winded? Yeah, I guess you're right. But I have one last question for you. Where's Lef? Where is she? Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about six slimy superheroes who have been thrust ten years into the future in the plain wide city of Ravnica. I'm your dungeon master, Sullivan Harris. Why are we slimy? Have you met Daryl? Daryl's a slippery big bastard. Okay. That is that is my Tinder bio. <laughs> so something that has come up a couple of times in this campaign 
but has never truly gotten an answer outside of Flum and Chuggles is where the hell all you Cretans live. So as we go around the old ones and zeros today, can you all tell me your character's real estate history? So we'll start with... Wait, that's what that meant? The fuck do you think that meant? For some reason, I took that question as like, oh, how many houses has Baldrick bought and resold? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Baldrick is a fucking mogul. Okay, but no, no, no. I I can. No, okay, no, 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 no. We're biting this right on the butt. We're starting with Casey Clark. Fixer upper (laughs) with Baldrick Stormcaller. No, no. (laughs) Baldrick Stormcaller, human Storm Herald barbarian. uh, Yeah. He, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck. There goes the skin. So Baldrick's real estate history, if I'm going by Sullivan's definition. Uh, no, go by the definition you invented for yourself, by all means. <laughs> okay, but I, I, going by my definition, I didn't prepare anything because I honestly had no idea how I was going to go into this. Oh, so- <laughs> that's always a great way to answer a question is just to be like, I don't know the answer. I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to ask. Because Baldrick definitely hasn't, you know, flipped some houses. That's not his MO. all of you, every single one of you thought I was talking about, like, Donald Trump art of the deal real estate moguling. Absolutely. And none of you asked me to clarify? No. No. I I just thought you assumed we owned property. I understood the question. My story involves a stuffed beaver. (laughs) (laughs) you already just tell tell me whatever you have okay well i mean baldrick grew up in uh the what what did you call that area the wildlands or something um yeah where's my book (laughs) the (laughs) lands big dick uh big dick woodland Wasteland. The wasteland. So Baldrick uh, grew up in the wastelands in a uh, clan of storm heralds, uh, which are his the type of barbarian that he is. He grew up uh, around a bunch of different like gruel clan towns, townships, whatever the villages. Talon. They're more like tribes. Like yeah, yeah, tribes. Nomadic. <laughs> uh, don't really stay in one place too long. Throughout his childhood, there was a lot of uh, battles and stuff, and he wasn't about that life, so he wanted to move in the city. So then Baldrick moved into the city, and for a long time, he was living on the streets in sewer drains with Lef and alleyways and whatnot. Um, but when he joined the Boros Legion, he was first uh, afforded a room in the Boros barracks. Uh, and as he worked his way up the line, he eventually got like a sanctioned apartment uh, in Ward 69 that he that he loves, but it hasn't been to in a while. Great off-the-cuff answer. Uh, Chris Rowe. Thanks. Speaking of off-the-cuff answer, hello, Chris Rowe. <laughs> Here comes the master of those. Chuggles the Muppet born. Uh, That's not the voice. Hello. I'm Chuggles. There you go. I took this as Chuggles' first uh, home of sorts. So they live in like little carvings in the fucking caves or whatever. And they live like en masse with like all their other little Muppet-born brethren. But when they turn five, they get what's called a... It's like a... So they make a stuffed animal and it just so happens to look like a beaver. And they put a magic crystal in its mouth. Wait, so, so they it's all able- look like beavers? 
I mean, somewhat. There isn't any variation. I mean, there is a variation because they don't know what a fucking beaver looks like. Right. Okay. If his first experience, I'm assuming this is his first experience seeing an animal of any kind, was a beaver, why has Chuggles never turned into a beaver? Because he wanted to turn into a bear. He could turn into a beaver now. That's how I'm retconning it. Okay, Truggles has a beaver. <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> I'll finish. Okay. So the if the fucking magic little beaver works like a hydraulic pickaxe and it fucking... What the ah, hell? Nah, 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 and it carves out a nice little hole. So... Chuggles carves himself like a little wardrobe, a bed, uh, a little sink, a fucking toilet for him to pretend to poop in. And everything's great. And he carved himself a little home. And eventually the crystal breaks and you get to keep the beaver. How is this related to real estate? And also, I thought you were going to say that you get to keep the crystal. Like the crystal brings the beaver to life. It's your companion. And then once the beaver dies, you get the crystal. But no, you get the beaver? So is this something you still have on your person? No, it's still at home. I left it at home. What I'm wondering is, Chris, were there any Muppet born smart enough to think, huh, maybe I can use this magic beaver to carve my way and escape out from Auntie Grandma's cave? I mean, yeah, but like, for the most part, they just live down there. (laughs) That is such a non-answer. They're given propaganda to tell them that the world is like, they hate them and they're all going to be like murdered. So like they were like, all right, we'll stay here. I mean, is it propaganda if it's true? Yeah. Joanna. (laughs) Uh, Hi, guys. I'm uh, Daryl Hall. play Loxodon. Did you say my last name? I did. Okay. I've been adding funny effects to them in every episode. Oh, I can't wait to experiment with those. That sounded weird. Can one of the fun effects just be you don't censor it? <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. That's hilarious. Shut up. Okay. I'll go on. Uh-huh. I'm going home. I play a Loxodon bard rogue. So for Daryl's real estate, ever since he moved out of like the silence compound, it's been most of like bouncing in and out of like his friends like couches you know like finding like couch surfing yeah basically just like spots the hole up he like rented out in a like a garage apartment for like a month and then they were like hey we know you're not gonna pay rent and i'm like yeah and then i left but i do have future plans well i did have future plans for real estate and that was I dreamed of opening up Astro Hall with my friend Astro Todd, which is going to be this incredible like DJ, like dance club conglomerate. It was just going to be crazy. It was going to be everything I've hoped to like accomplish with my music career. And now I'm back, and it already exists. So, well, okay. At the time of the last season starting, did Daryl have a place of residence? Uh no, not really. At the at that time, he was uh chilling it with a uh. With a tabaxi friend. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. You knew I didn't. Ben Mannix. Hi, I'm Ben playing Flumstick Together. I'm a Vidalcan cleric. And um, Flum, I mean, he had, when he was growing up in his family home, he had his room. And then we r- ran off, decided he wanted to be a superhero. Um, he was living on the streets for a while. 
found this nice alleyway um, on Poppy Street where he lived between the second and third trash cans. Um, <laughs> and he hung out with a lot of Muppet born. And then one day, Artie McFluffers of the Milky Palace was taking the trash out and Flum was digging around in there for his, neck, his lunch. His snack. Uh, and found a perfectly good sandwich according to Flum's standards. And um, <laughs> Mr. McFluffers is like, uh, can I help you? And that's how Flum got a job working at the Milky Palace. And then he got to live in a, a closet under the stairs for a while. A bit of an upgrade. Yeah, a little bit of an upgrade. Then eventually his spirit voice convinced him to join the Slesnia Conclave, where he got his room with Sting and Chuggles. Elena Pratt. Hi, I play uh, Guy Elfman, a dwarven paladin. So... Guy is canonically homeless, but that's entirely not how I took this question either. I also thought you wanted Donald Trump-style house flipping. And so what I've prepared to tell you (laughs) is that Guy owns no property, except he does technically own a star. A star? He has a certificate and everything. Like on the Hollywood... Hollywood walk, like, walk of fame? No, like in space. Like in the sky. In the sky. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was gifted to him one Christmas at the orphanage. He's pretty sure that since he owns the star, he by extension owns all of the planets surrounding that star, though. So one day he hopes to go there and rule as the just leader over his entire personal little (laughs) universe. You're telling me Guy's endgame for his life, which is coming up pretty soon because he's relatively old, is to expand into the cosmos (laughs) and control an entire universe. He already controls it. He already owns the star. He already owns the star. He already controls it. They've just never met him yet. <laughs> Sullivan, I think you know where this campaign needs to go. Space Force! Space Force, Space Force, Space I'd Force. I'd rather die. All right, well, let's leave it up to season three then, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Uh, what is the star's name? Like, did Guy get to select its name? Was it named after him? Guy never really thought that far. It just says, like, property of Guy Elfman, one star. And so he thinks that, like, ah, these people must already have a name for their star, so he he really can't name it until he goes there and finds out its name. Does he know what star it is, though? Like, could he point it out to the Um, sky? Into the sky. Sky. He thinks he can, but he (laughs) super can't. Fantastic answers this week, guys. Uh, Let's let's vote on it. I'm going all in on Guy Elfman for this one. Um, I like because stars. I have a feeling that I am being forced to send you guys to space at some point. Really? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Lena. Star. Lena. Lena, you get inspiration for the remainder of the inspiration last time. I did. Uh, It will expire by the end of the episode if you don't use it once. So I encourage you to use it by the end. Just to clarify, you guys know that like these are things that they sell, right? Like I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. You can buy a star. Yeah, they yeah they sell. Yeah, okay. What's your what's your point, Lana? I don't know. Where we left off, you have all found yourself employed as superheroes under the cult of Crayola, a position that has granted you a base of operations in Precinct 4 and a bunch of cool gadgets, including a device that has the ability to track the missing pieces of Left Soul, which just so happens to also be your current assignment from the cult. Uh, So you guys are still in the laboratories under the guild hall. And where we left off, you found out the locations of uh, the the remaining pieces of Left's soul. And just as a refresher, those are uh, a piece 
that is near the center of the map that is quickly moving to the south. You can assume that's the one that is with Law Mage Dread inside of Baldrick's old locket. The second dot is at the farthest northern edge of the screen, uh, almost as if it's off the map, in the direction of an area known as the Wastelands, a war-torn area that used to be lush farmland where the Gruul clans now reside. The third dot is in Precinct 3 to the east, where the V2 Ghazi tree resides, in a spot known as the Wilds, which is a section of abandoned city that has been completely retaken by nature. Then the fourth and final dot is located directly on top of a large building in Precinct 1 and is labeled Astro Hall. Does it look like the Dragon Ball tracker? Yes, that is exactly what I was going for. (laughs) Okay. The Dragon Radar. All right, guys. I say we uh, go take a look at our new base. Maybe take a quick nap, maybe grab a bite to eat, and then make a plan. I'm down. I like that idea, but I did think, I do believe that Baldrick said something about wanting to go to like a square or like a meetup with some dude last time. Daryl, are you reading Baldrick's mind? (laughs) I'm doing my best. We have a day after we go see the base, so after we take our long rest, we can go to Martin Dragon's thing at the mall. (laughs) Maybe. Tony comes like happily clopping up to you guys, and he's like, hey, Martin Dragon's event. You guys going? I'm gonna see you there? You know it, my man. And I do do a handshake. (laughs) A handshake? Yeah. Roll for handshake. (laughs) As one. As one well, that's does. what I'm. Uh, he's gonna make a dexterity saving throw against your dexterity check, um, to see Instant if he's death. able to match your handshake. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, eighteen plus my dex, which is a lot. Plus three, twenty-one. Uh, he got a fourteen plus three, so I'll say seventeen and a twenty-one. Is able to. So, what did you go for? Daryl just grabbed his dick. Yeah, just straight for the <laughs> straight for the schlong. <laughs> straight for the meat. I'll be honest. I'm not really caught up on like handshake lingo, but wait, man, what we end up doing is something pretty cool. We do like a be- bunch of like hand slaps and like no, pit, no, pit. no, no, no. You just do the happy salmon. That's all you do. <laughs> Whatever that references, that's what we do. He goes in and and you two just do the most epic like anime Naruto style hand gesture clap thing and he's just like I've never felt this in sync with anyone before (laughs) you got elephant on the brain my man I think you've got horse on the brain (laughs) I hate that his handshake level is over (laughs) 9,000 Casey what what do you think we are nerds shut up alright let's head out guys let's go find the car I'm bored (laughs) I bet DBC is the only anime Baldrick has seen Uh, no I haven't I, I don't I don't know what anime is, Flum. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking we should talk to the, uh, the the scientist guy over there about maybe getting some uh, car mods, you know? Some Fast and Furious style stuff. Okay, but only because I thought of it first. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, Mac, Mac uh, uh, MC guy. Yeah, do you have any expertise in uh, like car mods? Like uh, throwing some NOS, you know, make us go fast or like... Maybe even put a turret on our car. <laughs> it could be a magic turret if that makes it easier. Yes, I can put NOS in your car. Fantasy NOS? What, what about a turret, though? It's not going to come for free. The parts alone are going to be insane. Like, what kind of turret do you want? Do you want a turret that shoots lightning or one that shoots uh, g- ghosts? Like, what What are we talking here? 
Ghost. I mean, I mean ghost. Uh, a ghost cannon Ghosts? might be pretty sick. <laughs> Can, Can it shoot ghosts, please? Uh, Flum, uh, you want any? Uh, you you want a ghost cannon? How's that sound? Uh, I'm thinking we should get one that shoots jelly. That way we could make like jelly slicks, and then we could also have a snack on the side. All right, so it sounds like a uh, ghost and jelly cannon. <laughs> that sounds. Is this just Ghostbusters? Ghost I can't make a That's ghost cannon. <laughs> well, why not? Can I roll to give this guy a swirly? <laughs> you offered it. Now you have to provide it. I could do my best with whatever. So you want something to slick up the road behind you, yes? Or in front of us in, instead of, a, you know, like an impromptu slip, slip and slide thing, you know? Like that. So you want me to build a device on your car that will shoot out something slick into the road, but you also want me to add a feature that would put the slickiness in front of your car. <laughs> In case the car ever betrays us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then in, in addition to that, you want me to put an honest to God ghost can on your car. That sounds exactly Do right. Do a pussy. I believe in you, man. All right. Well, like I said, I, I can try to come up with something, but I'll need the money for the parts. And I'll also need you to leave the car in the shop for the next, I don't know, week or so. Uh, no can do. Can we do that in the downtime between episodes? Yeah, that sounds like a smart move. <laughs> Flum Naruto runs out of there. You said you said you're gonna need to get parts and stuff, right? I no, mean, I, you misheard me. You're we, going to have to give me money for the parts. I'm not going. The cult of Crayola is not gonna pay to put a ghost cannon on your car. All right, well, we'll we'll figure it out. But like, man, we've been awake for like two days. Something like, I don't know. It's been a while. Why won't they pay to give us a ghost cannon, though? Baldrick, I promise that however long you feel like you've been awake, it does not hold a light to how long I feel like I've been in this room with you. Got him. <laughs> uh, hey, the, the dwarf <laughs> asked a question. The cult of Creo, look, they have a lot on their minds. They have been trying to bring crime down in the entire city. They don't have the funds to put a ghost cannon on your car. But, like... <laughs> We just need the cannon, and I'm sure there's lots of ghosts already here. I don't think you understand the steps needed to build a ghost cannon. Ghost cannons don't exist. I would have to research and develop a prototype, test it out, make a real version, put it on your car, somehow find a way to get the controls in your car so you can activate it from in there. It's not just hold, like a 10 Hold on. What? Hold, what? Hold, hold on, MC. MC. Flum, come here. Come here. All right. Uh, now I'm going to pop out of character for a second. Sullivan. To what? No. I want to have, I want to try and have Flum get like a shot at making some kind of arcana check to like see if he can figure out how to make a ghost cannon. <laughs> and if he gets like a high. I'm your robotic arconic check. Why is Ben not being consulted? Yeah. You, why are you talking to me about this? Talk to. Well, I'm. <laughs> I was telling you what I was going to try to do. So, I'm so confused. Is an aether power <laughs> object? I'm thinking I'm thinking we have Flum. I don't know who Ben is. All right, all right, all right, all right. Flum. <laughs> I, I know I, I I know I know you're you're pretty well versed in technology sometimes. I'm thinking if you think about it hard enough, I'm sure you could probably come up with a plan to make a ghost cannon and then you just hand it off to this guy so he can build it. Last time I thought too hard, I ended up in the nurse's office. But come, come on, Flum. It's a ghost cannon. 
How many times in your life do you get to put a ghost cannon on a car? Uh, <laughs> let me think about the aerodynamics of it. Flum's going to do a brain blast to think about a ghost cannon. To do a brain blast, you're going to roll an intelligence check. Um, but since canonically you said that when you are actively trying to think about things you are building, uh, you are worse at it than when you aren't actively trying, you're going to have disadvantage on this roll. Oh, fuck. Uh, Flum got a eight. No matter how hard you think, you cannot figure out how the hell to <laughs> yeah. put a ghost in a cannon. They are incorporeal. They would just leave the cannon. Oh, the ghost mechanics isn't working out. Oh, Wait, what I about, think I could oh, build you a microwave, though. What, what about Lef? She's practically a ghost. We could ask her. Oh, ask more out of Lef, will you? Sure, Baldrick. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's just go to the base. MC... You you think on the ghost cannon thing? No, um, we'll we'll try I don't to get you funds. Listening to me, you give me money, then I come up with ghost cannon. That's how this works. All right. Well, I I mean I feel like the prospect of a ghost cannon is too lucrative to not think about. So you think about it. We'll get you the funds. Roll a persuasion check. Ooh, okay. Right. Ooh, 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 okay. Oh, oh damn. Oh, oh, okay. A nineteen or sorry, eighteen. <laughs> you know. All right, you've convinced me. The potential for a ghost cannon is simply limitless. So I'll start thinking about it, but you have to bring me money eventually. <laughs> we, we got you. All right, I'm going to regret this. I, I don't mean to be rude. Get the fuck out of my lab. You got it. As Flum's walking away, he's going to mutter to himself, he's going to run into an issue with Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Flum Naruto runs out of Thank there. Thank God. <laughs> okay. As you all run out, so there's a big, like, industrial elevator on one side of the lab. And as you're all walking away, Tony is just like, Hey, see you guys later. I'm gonna miss you. I'll see you at the thing tomorrow. Yeah, bye. Who was that guy? <laughs> I don't know, but you see that sick handshake I did with him earlier? I don't know. I, I like Tony. He seems cool. <laughs> Whatever. So you guys get in the elevator. It like chunks closed and uh, brings you guys straight up like outside of the guild hall. So like right under the sphere. This is like an elevator that's used to bring down giant loads of science equipment into the lab. So it just like pops you right giant outside loads. on top of the stairs uh, up near where you saw the <laughs> statue on your way in. It is still nighttime. The market down below in the square is still bustling. And... Um, the all the news reporters are still kind of inside waiting for you to the point where like they don't see you pop up in this little elevator. Does it play elevator music? No, there's no elevator oh. music. Music. So the, the reporters, do, do we have to get by them or can we just like <laughs> sneak out? You can sneak out pretty easily. Like unless you were doing something uh, intentionally loud or distracting, you'd be able to get past them fine. We gotta go find the car. We wanna go to the car. We wanna go to the car. Locate car. car. Beep, beep. <laughs> Jonas is hitting the emergency button. Paul, oh. roll to find car. I got a 13. <laughs> you do not see the car anywhere. Son of a bitch. There's a lot of street parking around the square and the guild hall, and you can't you can't spot the car in any of it. Wait, what was that perception? Yeah, never mind. Yes. Can I grab Sting and put him on my shoulder so he can look? <laughs> yeah. Sting, come here. What's up, Daryl? What do your elf eyes see? So you hoist him onto your shoulders? Yeah. He makes a perception check, and I have to pull up his character. With sheet. advantage. He's tall. N 
Okay, yeah, I'll give you advantage on that. So you got a five on his first roll and an 11 on his second roll. Uh, But his perception is a two, so that's a 13. Uh, Yeah, none of you see the car, but Sting from your shoulders is just like, I mean, we know we left it like that at the other end of the the square. We could probably just go down there and find it pretty easily. Why didn't you say that earlier? I, I knew I'd keep you around for some reason. You all just sort of started rolling dice and screaming at some god. <laughs> <laughs> we do do Let's that. Let's go to the car. I put Chuggles on my shoulders so he doesn't feel left Aww, out. Yeah. How come Sting gets to ride on shoulders? Guy, are you getting on Baldrick's shoulders? Certainly not. Guy does feel left out, but is not climbing okay. on Baldrick's shoulders. <laughs> okay. Also, I feel like Guy weighs like 300 pounds. Like, I feel okay. like he's... That's a lot. Built wow. out of lead. I'm not even 300. We're going to the car. This is taking too long. We're going to the car. <laughs> We're going to the car. 18. Um, Roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys work your way down the staircase, back down into the square. If anybody wants to do any more shopping, you could. Um, if any, no. anyone's looking for anything in particular. If not, shopping, you can easily make no. your way to the other side of the square and you can see the Lada Neva parked on the side of the road. No more shopping till season three. Oh, there's my beautiful baby girl. <laughs> Shotgun! We go to the car and we drive to our base. Wow, that's boring. Paul doesn't know where it is. He doesn't <laughs> even know we have a base. <laughs> we, uh, we pile in the car. The car is locked and Paul's asleep in the front seat. Paul! Paul! Oh, Wake up! Oh, this is <laughs> he, an like, audio podcast. He jumps and uh, is just like, Oh, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, little man. Paul, unlock the car. What? Uh, sorry, what was that? I can't quite hear you. Unlock the car and Baldrick is pointing to the door lock. You want, you want me to, to what now? <laughs> I do like the cranking window motion, like do a performance check. Like, yeah, I'm good at that. Wait, am I still good at that? Probably not. Uh, I got a 17, 16 plus one. Oh, Baldrick, you goon! Why don't you ever tell? Why don't you ever like explain yourself well? And he rolls down the window. <laughs> Unlock the car. Unlock the car, Paul. That's what I was trying to <laughs> oh, say. Oh my god. Baldrick, you goon! <laughs> and he uh, hits the unlock button, and all the doors pop open. <laughs> So how'd it go inside? I uh, I saw you guys were like over there getting like picked up by the Azorius. That didn't seem too cool. Yeah, we got new friends. Let's just say, uh, fuck the police. A, a- cab. Um, yeah, I had a. <laughs> a- let me. Let's just say I've been in the uh, clanger once or twice. <laughs> it's about <laughs> fifty-four times. So did they? Did what? Did they like find? find you after we tried to break into that other place and then arrest you for that? What, what happened? No, nah, turns out there's rules now <laughs> that, yeah. That you there's told us Paul. about, but Baldrick didn't listen. What do you mean? It wasn't just, just me. Baldrick. It was just Baldrick. <laughs> God damn Oh, it. did you guys break the, uh, uh, did you guys break the promenade truth? I did just you, uh, stood near a giraffe. Yeah. Perhaps. Alright, well, how'd it go in there? Did you get all your questions answered or what? We got a house. Sort of, kind of. A house? Yeah. Uh, let's just say we are now full recruits of the Cult of Crayola, Paul. Wow. That was quick. Uh, you just said yes to them? Well, don't get too cozy. I mean, we had to sign something. You ever heard of a guy called the Curator? Yeah, he's supposed to run the place, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you guys seem kind of suspicious of them. 
So it's kind of weird that you just like signed the contract. Will you surf? I'm sure enough. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. So uh, uh, where to next? Our home. Uh, home, please. Um, Take us home. Precinct four, Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh. We got a base. I'm glad you remember. Base where of it operations. Was. Precinct 4. Do I really have to take you to Precinct 4? Yes. Oh, did we pick a shitty one? We did pick a war zone. It was intentional. Uh, <laughs> Baldrick is going to lean up to the, the front also. seat and he's going to look Paul in the eyes and he's going to say, Paul. Yes? You want to be a Ravnik Avenger, right? Well, I thought I already was one. Being a Ravnik Avenger means... Baldrick's gatekeeping again. How is that? I don't mean to be rude, but it seems like Baldrick is always talking to me, and I kind of want to talk to someone else. I'd appreciate that as well. Good, you explain everything. You've got it. Listen, little man. So here's the details. They offered us a contract. They gave us one or two houses. Uh, one in a nice swanky, like apartment building somewhere. The other one in a, a war-torn, like backwater. Obviously, we chose the one more applicable to our style. We chose the backwater, and you are going to be the chariot that brings us to our new house. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. Will you guys pick which dice I use, the blue one or the clear one? Clear. The one I got you. Okay. Clear because it got clear. flowers. Uh, 15, 14 plus one. You see his eyes just like absolutely glow with that speech, and he's like, yeah, I'm the chariot that's going to bring the Ravnik Avengers to their new base. Yes, you are, and you're one hell of a driver. Let's kick it. And he revs up the engine, fucking lead foots <laughs> down into the gas, and you guys are zipping off into the city once more. Can we do like a newspaper spin cut from like a Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As you guys make your way north into Precinct 4, so Precinct 4 is right above Precinct 1, you immediately get this sinking feeling in your stomach. Um, so I'll actually read you guys the description of Precinct 4 from the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. So the description is, Few days or nights pass quietly in Precinct 4. The frequent din of battle as Boros soldiers guard against gruel marauders, the strange sounds of volatile magic emanating from Isa experiments, and the occasional explosive flare-ups as goblin gang wars keep the precinct uh, a dynamic and dangerous place. Its buildings include ramshackle tenements damaged by conflict, impregnable fortresses and laboratories, and bustling markets filled with merchants ready to defend themselves and their wares at a moment notice. So as Paul takes an exit off the promenade down into the shady, disheveled streets, you see all manners of sketchy figures lurking in alleys with hoods pulled down over their faces. There are no street lamps or floating orbs lighting this section of the city. But with a bit of difficulty, you are able to make out just about everything around you from a dull red light that is emanating from a towering, jagged temple that stands above everything else in the precinct. The structure of which you instantly recognize as being similar to the IZET labs that you visited in Ward 69, except this is like massive. Loop lab. Uh, atop the temple, there is a constant throb of red electricity shooting off into the clouds. Yeah, that's tight. So, we picked the right one. When he said red light, I was hoping it was red light <laughs> district. Wait, is this is this where our base is, or is this somewhere we're passing? It's this is just something you can see towering above all the buildings. That's this. This is just oh, a floor. I think I have a feeling I know what it is. I sent it to Beeg. Okay, uh, so Paul <gasps> takes a lot of Neva around a couple of turns down streets that are seemingly just getting more and more run down, until you finally pull up to what little remains of a small 
temple. Uh, the address of which he got from the deed, which I am just going to say one of you showed to him. Yeah, I was going to say. I did. I did it. Daryl matters. So from the from the Lada Neva, <laughs> you see that the four, floor plan, the floor plan, floor, <laughs> ah, floor, floor, floor plan, floor plan, <laughs> the floor plan, the floor play of this place comprises of a small wow, twenty five foot by twenty five foot stone chamber with a larger, about sixty five foot in diameter dome behind it. Um, and if you all want to pop into roll 20, I'll show you what you see. What a nice neighborhood. There is a five-foot staircase leading up to the chained-up wooden door of the chamber. The chamber is lined on either side with these shriveled remains of trees, each of which have a bench in front of them in various conditions. The dome behind it has long since been caved in with the walls now only reaching up about 15 feet before they just start like crumbling. But you can tell that they once towered up to be around 35 feet, like at the peak of the dome. And there are tall, thin holes scaling the height of the dome that have like shattered remains of once great stained glass windows in them. There is also a round five foot long staircase encircling the dome portion with tattered remains of small fountains lining the top of it. So Daryl, you actually instantly recognize this temple as a temple for the originator of the House Demir, uh, Zadok the Vampire. We're going into more vampire stuff. Temples like these used to be peppered around the whole of Ravnica, like way back in the day. But as the silence started moving underground and their practices became more shady, so did their bases of operations. So these temples were just kind of like abandoned and left to rot. So it doesn't like necessarily, like if I'm in here, I'm not, I don't get scared or like have PTSD or anything. It's just, I'm aware that this was once connected to the silence or the demir. Well, this is up to you how you want to play this because um, all these temples like look pretty much exactly the same. And it is very similar to the one where you were forced to kill your brother. Huh. Okay. I, I, I felt kind of good driving in here, but I'm not feeling so good anymore. It's okay, little buddy. These aren't that bad. I only killed my brother in one of these. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was just a joke, trying to lighten the mood. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I, Can you roll a charisma check? Yeah. That is, a uh, ten. Paul takes a D4 of psychic damage. What? Uh, which is four. <laughs> Why? And he's now oh quivering in his seat. What did I do? Uh, <laughs> Good one, Daryl. Paul, let me let me take your mind off that. Uh, that big building we passed, that's the that's the Izet uh, main guild hall, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know a ton about it. I usually stay away from here, but yeah, that's where they do all their experiments and stuff. And as he says that over at the temple, like one of these spires sticking out of it just explodes off the side of the building. <laughs> and you hear, like, cheering. Huh. <laughs> I like this place. That guild is weird. Uh, if it's all the same to you guys, I, I think we're going to stay in the car. I don't think we should leave the car unattended. And maybe if it's okay with you, you could leave that, like, murderous little Muppet-born guy under the car. Leave him there just in case someone tries to hit me. <laughs> sure. Chuggles, stay out of the car, you heard him. Oh, no, 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 not that. I, I mean, Chuggles, you're very strong, but the other one, maybe? Oh, you mean Rambo. Yeah, sure, you can have him. When you say that, a little hole appears, like, beneath your feet, like, uh, like on the floorboard of the car. Like, a little hole pops out, and you see Drambo's eye peeking out from it, and he's like, 
What'd you say to me? He wants you to make him feel comfortable. Uh, I can do that. Yeah. I stay here? Yeah, just stay, stay here. here. Make him feel nice and cozy. With Chuggles? No, Chuggles, Chuggles is the important mission inside. You got you got your mission out here. Hey, Chuggles. Yes, Jambo? Hello? You stay here. At this house or in the car? In car, with me. Uh, no, Drambo, we go inside. I stay here. They tell me you stay here too, with me. Uh, alone time. No, Drambo, <laughs> no. Okay, okay. And he like blushes and takes his face away from the hole. <laughs> Fills it back up with the little piece he pulled out. All right, we get out of the car and uh, behold our new base of operations. Okay. So as you get out of the car, um, a couple of things are happening. So first off, like as soon as you open the car doors, you just hear like this like constant drone of screaming and like sword clashing and explosions from all over the streets around you. But the other thing you see at the corner of the block, like your temple takes up a whole block and at the corner, there is a bugbear. Do you all know what a bugbear looks like? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah. big, scary, furry man. Dressed in a skin-tight black leotard, just stabbing the ever-loving shit out of a human man that's screaming. Uh, this is a nice neighborhood. Like, the man is, like, on his back, screaming, and the bugbear is just stabbing him in the stomach over and over. Baldrick is gonna- Baldrick is gonna walk over to them. No! 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 I okay. grab him. Yeah. I grab no, him oh, before no, no, no. he goes. Joanna! What? Joanna! Uh, no, no, no. This is why we need a leash Baldrick. for Baldrick. Baldrick upholds justice. And he's not gonna let somebody Guys, get stabbed. Inside and lock the doors. Mm. Okay, bye, Baldrick. You have fun with that. Baldrick, you can't just walk over there. It doesn't matter if you- I know you think you're a cop or whatever, but you're not anymore, and we're in a different part of town, and I do not want to get into combat in this episode. I want to look at our house. Daryl, there's a man getting stabbed. I'm not going to stand by. Well, guess what? He's going to die anyway. You know what you can't do? Save him. No. Do you want to enter into a turf war, Baldrick? There's somebody getting stabbed. I'm not going to stand by and do this. And Baldrick walks over no. to the guy with his hand uh, hammer out. Uh, the bugbear, like, as you start to turn around, just, like, pulls his knife out for the last time. And is like, Ugh, and, like, wipes it on his leotard. Hey, you, why are you stabbing that man? Hey, you, leave her alone. <laughs> the bugbear turns around at your voice and he's like, oh, uh, hi. <laughs> hi, I just watched you stab a man. What do you mean, hi? Is he alive? No, I stab him dead. Hey, we're your neighbors. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey, guys, it's not important. What's important is that you just stabbed a man to death. What I think is important is good neighbor etiquette. You're not really showing it right now, Baldrick. I'm sure he had a good reason to stab this man to death. Hey, you be uh, Guy, Guy Elfman, right? Yeah, but why do you know that? I don't even always know that. Why do you know Guy? Oh, uh, he's the Ravnica Avenger, yes? Yep, just me. No one else. Just me. Yes, I think... Yes. Actually, we all are. Just me. Who are the rest of you? <laughs> it doesn't matter who we are. It ma what matters is that you need to an answer for your crimes for stabbing that man to death. I'm sure he had a good reason, Baldrick. Baldrick, you've committed plenty of crimes. No, you got it all wrong. All right, guy, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Why did you stab that man to death? These men, he tried to steal children. See a fantastic reason. I tell him no, I stab him. 
he like starts wiping his blood, like the blood off his hands onto his leotard, which you now see has like a big white star on the chest. And he lumbers up to you. He's standing about like two feet taller than you and holds out a hand. And he's like, my name's Starbear. That's so cute. Well, to me or Baldrick? To Baldrick. Okay. Who who are you, Starbear? Starbear? Uh, fellow superhero under the employ of Cult of Crayola. I, I, I assume you must be same since you move into a uh, building here. Yes. He holds his hand out to Guy Elfman. He's like, whoa, I can't believe I'm meeting Ravnik Avenger for real, real life. Mm-hmm. The only Ravnik Avenger. That's me, Guy Elfman. And I shake his hand heartily. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, maybe I could get autograph at some point? Yes? No, it doesn't have to be today. So I don't really know how to write my name, but when I figure it out, I'd love to. Oh, this okay. This okay. So, um, hi, rest of you. I'm Starman. You uh, Starbear. You can tell by the star on my chest. <laughs> and he points to the white star on his chest. I love oh, this man I so much. That something else. I think you might uh, have a, a little bit of trouble moving into temple here, though. Uh, why is that? Oh, well, the same reason I stabbed this man here. There's uh, children living in there. What kind of children? Uh, Beats me, don't know. Uh, young ones. Is it like an orphanage? Cute? No, 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 no. no. They uh, they go in there, they uh, they stick wood on doors and walls. You can't get in. No way. I mean, I could probably. I'm Starbear. I could just punch <laughs> down, but uh, I find that kind of rude. I don't own the property. Are they nice? Uh, we just got the, we got the, we have the deed here. We own it now. Oh, very nice. Um, You're going to have to deal with kids, though. Uh, Well, I mean, Starbear, you seem to know the area. I know very well. I've been uh, prowling these streets for the past uh, two years, three years. Okay, what do you, what do you, what intel do you have on these kids that are squatting in our new base? I don't know. They're just kids. I don't usually pay attention to kids. How about new concept? We go and ask. How about let's convince them to join our group, Free Scouts? <gasps> Free Scouts, and then we train them. Child labor. And, yes, and then they make us things. Yeah. So behind Starbear, like off into the city, you guys hear an explosion, and then you suddenly see like a uh, a huge, huge, huge person like towering over the buildings, just kind of like stand up as if they're like standing up from crouching down. <laughs> like their head <laughs> is about the size of this dome in front of you, <laughs> and Starbear is just like, I think I should uh, go take care of that. Um, good luck moving in. Uh, if you need anything, I'll be around. You can just, like, call, like, say, Hey, Starbear, come here, and I'll come. Thanks, man. How, how are you going to hear us? I got big ears. <laughs> Starbear hears things well. Uh, okay. And uh, he says, luck. Goodbye. Uh, guy, very nice to meet you. I get autographs soon. And he turns around and he jumps up into the air and flies away towards the giant flies? man. <laughs> as, he's, as he's flying, Flum goes... Go for the neck! Go for the nads! <laughs> Thanks, I will try that! I like Star Bear. Oh my god. Nice guy. I like this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This is a swell place. I admit it. I was wrong. That's right, you little bitch. Let's break down these kids. Yeah, break these kids. Break them in half. Okay, wait, wait, guys. You were you were talking about being neighborly. Why don't we just knock on the They're door in my house. and see if someone answers? Wait, Sullivan, are you looking at D twenty at a uh, roll twenty? Yes. Want to see how I get through this uh, this uh, problem we have? I feel like this is going to be stupid, but sure. I'm inside. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> So yeah, there's a little five foot staircase leading up to the door, which has been like uh, hammered shut with a bunch of boards. I knock. Well, unhammer it. Uh, he did it okay yeah should we get wait guys i think wow i'm about to do some in character interaction wait guy just (laughs) shut the hell up i knocked (laughs) i know i can still say something after you knock because um the ravnica avengers are so well known in this world do you think we should introduce ourselves as them as like a way like, like a foot in the door like, they probably won't trust just random strangers, especially when we have Baldrick here. He looks like a pervert. <laughs> Jesus <Right>. Christ. <laughs> Chuggles, Chuggles, get out those playing cards. All we'll right. Use them as, as proof. That, that sounds like a good plan, Flum. Guy has just been knocking like mad, and you suddenly hear from the inside, Hey, just stop the knocking, okay? Just stop the knocking. I can't stop knocking until someone says hello. Hello. Bye. Well, now you're supposed to ask, who is it? I don't care who it is. Excuse me, we live we live here. No, you don't. We live here. Come and check the deed, little man. And also, guess who owns this house you're squatting in? The Ravnik Avengers. Cool. Bye. No, bastard. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're killing them all. Hell yeah. I'm in. And I roll up my sleeveless shirt. <laughs> so do you like roll up the stomach or <laughs> just uh, un- kind of push the sleeves higher? Undefined. <laughs> Let's ride. How, uh, how sturdy right, uh, do the, does the wood on the door look? How well versed are you in construction? <laughs> Make a perception check. Oops. Or investigation. That seems like an investigation, right? I have a plus... Three in investigation, which makes my roll a five. Yeah, you don't know shit about construction. All right, out. but can I still try to like tug a board off? Make a strength check. <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> These dice aren't that doing well right now. That shit is on there so tight. A master carpenter must have put it there. <laughs> These these kids know what they're doing. I hold my hammer like a battering ram and just kind of like r- step back and try to batter my. Hammer through the wall, through the door. Um, make an attack roll with your hammer. That is a, a 15. A 15 is absolutely going to do it. You just smash through the entire door, leaving a gaping hole to the inside. Hi, we're here. <laughs> we're home. Through the uh, hole in the doorway, uh, there is a long red carpet on the floor that leads through the room to a staircase ahead of you. Uh, on either side of the carpet, there are rows of rotten wooden benches, and against the walls are crumbling statues of a buff man with long hair that's been tied into a ponytail. And standing on the staircase is a short, chubby, bald kid, and he just yells, Turn back now or face the wrath of Ephiletti! Of what? <laughs> Ethaletti. I thought you were just going to say of Ethan. <laughs> the wrath of Ethan. Listen here, kid. I give you points for presentation, but I've killed two vampires, and I will choke the life out of a child, too. <laughs> so, uh, we live here now. Roll an intimidation check. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do that against his, I'll do a, a wisdom saving throw for him. That is a 19. <laughs> well, he got a two, so... Holy shit. Um, you see a dark area start appearing on his pants, 
and he's just like, ah, never mind. Come on in. Thank you. Are you guys all just still looking through the hole in the door? No, I, Baldrick walks in. I'm coming in. Flum's strolling in. Can Chuggles fit through that? The hole is like the size of the door. Like he obliterated it. Okay. Chuggles so no, crawls you in. can't fit. So Flum, um, Flum and Baldrick, since you two are first in, the second you step in, you just hear two more voices just kind of like, I don't know, they make like a little, uh -huh! and um, the floor below you just gives way, and you drop two feet into the ground. Ooh. That's just that was, two. Okay. That, that is an insurmountable uh, height for Chuggles. <laughs> And the kid at the kid at the end of the like who's standing on the stairwell is just like, oh my god, Kim, Joey, I told you to dig the pit fifteen feet deep, fifteen feet. And then you <laughs> see these two kids who are standing on like either side of the room, both holding ropes which are attached to the carpet that kind of fell uh, beneath you guys into the pit. They're both just like, yeah, but we got really tired, so we thought that this was good enough. <laughs> That's kind of cute. Can we keep them? I like them. I, I feel pretty trapped right now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Roll a performance uh. check. <laughs> Can I give him bardic inspiration? You, No, you can't. You're not a bard. <laughs> but the Dara, wait, what do you normally do to give bardic inspiration? That's a great question. Say that. <laughs> Um, She's never gotten this far. I, <laughs> like, I believe it's supposed to be like a verbal thing. No. I give you... Hey, yo, pussy stank. <laughs> hey, yo, yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, Flum. Yo, pussy stank. Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, Quote some K-pop. Uh, <laughs> Flum, I've, uh, I've been a performer for years and upon years of my life. And I believe... You will do me proud. Okay, Flum, what did you get on your roll? 14. You're going to roll again because you have disadvantage because Daryl just said something out loud to you about how you are performing right now. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> Fuck, okay, well, with a 14, you get it. Um, and the, the kid on the staircase is just like, you really think that uh, there's a good trap? Yeah, I think you guys really got a place in the hero business. Baldrick walks out of the pit. Okay. Can I tell that like my bardic inspiration didn't do anything? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> you, normally you feel like this magic flowing through your veins that kind of like comes out and out through your mouth as you speak words of encouragement to people. Ew. And that was not there. Okay, I think I'm going to pull a Kyle. Son of a bitch! And I just punched the nearest <laughs> wall. Uh, strength check? Cool. That's a three. That's a stone wall, and you take a d4 of damage. Worth it. Three. So the two kids on either side of the room, they both just, like, pull out these tiny little bows out of their, like, off of holsters on their backs, and they're just like, hey, Black, do we uh want to do plan 72C? And they both, like, string their bows and point them at you guys. And the guy in the staircase is just like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do 72C. Bad idea, bad idea. And they put their bows down. Aww. Man, you guys must be... <clears throat> real rookies if you're using 72C. Hey, we're not rookies. We just like making plans. Baldrick, you don't know what their plan is. We don't even have a 1A. <laughs> God damn it, guy. <laughs> it was supposed to be a... Never mind. All right. They're already scared. Whatever. You kids, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? We just came here because we have nowhere else to go. I'll be honest. We just want to live here. Uh, We got the dude... 
oh, but we don't really care about kicking you out. Yeah, you're kind of, it's okay. It's just, we kind of want to move in officially. Also, we live in the basement. A basement? Juggles, what the fuck? You guys did a great job uh, fortifying that door. It was really impressive. Was that a lie? No, I couldn't rip the I couldn't rip the board off. Wow, I've never met someone that likes my traps before, let alone two people. But wait, back to this basement thing. There, there's no basement. He's just confused. He's a Muppet born. They get like that's this. what I was gonna say. There's no basement. We've we've been living here for like the past couple of weeks. There's no basement. Would the curator have briefed us on how to actually get into the base under the building? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, uh Baldrick, while that's while this is happening, Baldrick would like to roll a perception check to see if he can see any like switches or something that would give an indication of how to get under the I'd building. like to do the same, but only because I see Baldrick looking around and I'm competitive. <laughs> Nat one, baby. Fifteen, idiot. <laughs> um, so Baldrick, you cannot find like any fucking possible way that anything in here could possibly lead to a basement. But Daryl, you notice that there is the entire dome behind the staircase where the kid is standing and that there might be something in there. I forgot we're not in that dome yet. Kids, do you want to show us around the home base? I think you guys have a pretty cool base of operations. Pretty nice aesthetic in here. Real uh, real tumbler. Drab chic, if you know what I mean. It's a neat fort. Thanks so much. I mean, it's it's not that much. I mean, it's this room here that you're standing in. We think that like people used to pray in here or something, and then there's the dome behind me. So come on, come on, come on in. And he like motions for you guys to follow him into the dome. Can someone get me out of this hole first? <laughs> Baldrick puts his hand down and just kind of pulls him someone out. Else. Of the Before he does that, Sting just like steps on Flum's head to step over the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I slap Baldrick's hand away and try and pull Flum out. Guy? Yes, Daryl? <laughs> Can Chuggles right. try to help me out? <laughs> yeah, Chuggles is still on your shoulder, so he's like trying to pull both of us out. Upwards? <laughs> Upwards, yeah. Um, no, he's trying to pull a ratatouille on Flum's bald head and just kind of move him <laughs> forward. <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, Flum steps out of the hole. So, Guy, do you, are you like, do you canonically have like a good rapport with kids since you spent so long in an orphanage? You like know how to like be around Aren't them? Are the Pied Piper? I'm for street rats, yes, yeah. but I was asking about Guy as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> laughing maniacally. What did you do to those kids? <laughs> Chuggles pulls out his deck of illusions. I challenge you children to a duel. No. And if I win, we get to live here with you. Yeah, Chuggles, send him to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. <laughs> did I... You guys can live with us. That seems cool. You own the deed, right? And you said we could stay here without an issue. So I was just kind of get out your children's you... trading cards, bitch. <laughs> I don't. Chuggles <laughs> doesn't really listen, and so he kind of just makes his own assumptions. Yeah, he, he's challenged you to a duel. It's official now. None of us have the money for trading cards. I, we don't have oh. any. Uh, I'll lend you some. Uh, okay. Chuggles, not the time. We gotta get in our home. You're right. Never mind, I'll fight you guys later. I mean, yeah, it sounds fun. I've never played cards before. I want to see the dome. Okay, okay, let's go <laughs> to the dome. So if you follow the kid through the staircase into the dome, 
It is a circular room with golden floors lit by torches on the walls. The red carpet continues forward towards a very large statue of the same beefy man with long hair standing at the end of the hall with a dish in front of it. Uh, In the middle of the room, there's a cross section of carpet that leads to similar statues with bowls on either side of the room. And on the southeast wall lies a ladder that leads up to a stone platform that wraps around the room, kind of like a little second floor balcony thing. And from up there, you hear... Plan 52B and C have failed. Prepare for plan 73. And um, the the kid that's leading you tries to yell no, but before he can, a little red stick with a spark on the end of it lands in between all of you. I want to kick it away. In what direction? Away. Uh, towards where there isn't any people. Like Towards, towards the, the kid. Left. To the left. Right back. No. To the left, like one of, to one of the bowls where there isn't any people around. Can we just pinch the fire out? Do we need to blow something nope, else up? Baldrick kicked it. Well, Baldrick wants to kick. Guy wants to pinch. So let's do a dexterity. Uh, dexterity. What the fuck is the word I'm thinking? Contest. Saving throw. Saving throw. It's a 14. I got a 17. <laughs> okay, so Guy, you are trying to pinch the spark? Yes. Uh, so you do that, and then Guy kicks your hand. <laughs> No, wait, Baldrick, um, but, I kick my own hand. Baldrick, <laughs> sorry, Baldrick kicks your hand. And then the, the little red stick just goes like tumbling across the room and nothing happens. And the, the kid the kid up on the balcony is just like, it did not work. <laughs> He's like Skeletor. Can I collect the little red stick real quick? Sure. Can that be mine now? It's yours now. Thank you. Kid, cut the theatrics. We're not here to hurt you guys. Just... Come down. Actually, do more theatrics. It's fun. We are E. Folletti, and you will die of explosions. Uh, that was my last stick, though. I don't know what to do now. Do you want it back? Can I have it back? Come down here. <laughs> roll, you roll a persuasion check. There's a lot of persuasion checks going on this episode. A nat 20. <laughs> All right, he comes down. Plus He's like six. That's a 26. You don't add to a natural 20. Um, I don't care. He comes climbing down the ladder and he's like, okay, okay, you guys seem pretty cool if I'm being honest. Uh, my name's David. Um, and he's just like a very Italian looking uh, six-year-old with a bandana with a skull <laughs> on it. Does he look like Anthony, but six years old? David, yeah. the Italian <laughs> child? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Joanna, what do you want him to be named? I don't know, like Tony or <laughs> David. <laughs> the we already had a Tony. That, like, we do already have a Tony. Yeah, we already have a Tony. So all all four of these kids are like revealed to you in this room now. So there is uh, David, who's the Italian looking one with the bandana with the skull on it. The kid that was talking to you, the short, chubby, bald one, um, who seems like the leader, is standing there. Then there's a lankier kid who's like in all black dress clothes with a tiny little white tie. And um, then there's a girl who's very wiry who just has two knives in her hands. I like this one. Hi, everyone. I like you guys. Uh, thanks. We like you guys, too. Uh, it's kind of weird that you just bought this. Temple. I hand David back his dynamite. <laughs> David's like, thank you. I will use this to do good. <laughs> so what do you guys call yourselves? <laughs> We're Il Filetti. Or I, E Filetti. Uh, black, what are we? And black, the guy who's black, who's the guy you've been talking to, is just like, 
It's 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 Ifaletti. So is so this is like a crumbling temple, right? Yes. So there's the there's like plant growth around, right? There is no plant growth. This is like a war. There's no plant growth? No. Oh, I can't do anything. Never mind. It's like a war-torn area. This is it, though. We think that they use this place for, like, offerings to someone or something. Uh, there isn't, like, a, any basement or anything that we know of. Hey, Sullivan. Um, yes? Because of my, like, obviously I'm, I've been in, like, a similar temple before, but I have any, like, prior knowledge or, like, awareness of a basement, like, hidden for, like, Stuff. Do a flat history check since this is kind of like a history of the house demir type thing. And I'll give you advantage since it's like related to the, the house demir. First one was an 11. The second one was a 4. History uh, 2, so 12. Yeah, with a 12, you're able to recall once all the house demir stuff started moving underground, the main way that they would like get to the underground hidden places were through these temples through these big main statues that are uh, that's like in the center of the room. Well, not like the center of the far end of the room. And do I know how to like activate them? I mean, usually it's just like all the House Demir members have their respective tattoos of like the eyeball spider somewhere on them and they would just hold them up to the statues and then whatever hidden door would open. Well, mine's on my ass, so... (laughs) The tramp stamp, so... (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Daryl's fucking like long-term plan being in the house to was that every time he wanted to get into the house to underground he would have to pull down his pants and moon the statue <laughs> you, you know how <laughs> anything else you know how uh like i wasn't a very respected member of my family for a while well they just said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that definitely didn't help so um uh kids yeah what's up kids close your eyes no um actually my friend here, like, uh, broke down your wooden, your very well done wooden, like, barrier at the front. And I was wondering if you guys wouldn't mind, like, going to fix that real fast. I'll give you a piece of gold. What? One piece of gold? For all four of you? Yeah. Go up, fix it. What do you think? Holy shit. Really? Yep. Um, all the kids just look super excited and they're like, heck yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. You're my roommates. Okay, yeah. Well, do we get paid up front or after? Uh, Fuck, it doesn't matter. We'll go, we'll go. Do it now. Cool, Guys, cool, move, cool. move, move, move. <laughs> and all the kids like uh, run out in formation into the uh, like the chamber area. Guys, I think this would be a funnier if I don't say anything. So, um, okay. Well, it doesn't make us feel any safer. <laughs> Wait, did Daryl say that in character? Yeah. <laughs> he had her character voice on. So yeah, I know it doesn't sound much different, but so I um I approach the statue and I like do this like complicated like thing with my arms. It almost like looks mystical and they're all like behind me in anticipation, like what's about to happen? And then I just turn around and just moon the shit out of this statue of a vampire. Actually, I don't moon it. I Pull my pants down and put my ass against it. <gasps> Check this out. I, I don't think you can flirt with the statue, Daryl. So an insane thing happens as soon as those elephant cheeks touch the statue. Uh, the whole thing starts to glow pink. And all of a sudden, the lips of the statue start to move. And uh, you just hear, well, hello there, darling. Um, it is actually the same voice that you guys recognize as the realtor that sold you the place. Oh, 
You got trapped in a statue. I'll get you out. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, it's just me, darling. I, it's me, Miss Pink. Uh, I don't think I told you all my name back there, but that's my name. I'm Miss Pink. Um, oh, my God. What? Uh, why is your butt on me? Hey, uh, this works at all with all the other statues. Well, I, I don't know what you mean by that, but you can just uh, touch me with your hands. That'll turn that'll turn me on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, baby. Uh, See, Daryl, he uh, likes you. Can you take your butt off me, please? <laughs> Perhaps. But I do. Miss uh, Miss Pink, um, we have a a, a squatter uh, situation. Is do we have to keep this place secret? Like, what, what's the the call here? Uh, that sounds like a call. That's up to y'all. I don't care really. <laughs> Makes no difference to me. Okay, friends. All right. I want to keep them. I like them. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I like them. They're probably going to be useful. Listen, I just don't know if you know. According to city ordinances, though, you're going to have to pay them a little cha-ching. You know, you can't just have children working for you for free. It's kind of weird to have oh. children working for you, anyways. But just. Uh, Make sure you're giving Who's them a wage, all right? that they're going to work for us? Roommate. Well, I see you have them. I just them, thought uh, they'd hang out. Looks like they're uh, building that, that door back open, so uh, that's labor. That's it fun. was their door. It's it was theirs. their door. It's fine. I gave them a gold for that. Did I? I did. They just get an allowance. Most of our properties have uh, servants you can hire, and these these kids will probably do instead of having to like pay egregious prices for like the, the good ones, you know? <laughs> yeah. I hate paying uh, for all right, Miss pink. Uh, can you just show us to the beds? I'm real tired. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, well just like a couple brief introductory things. Um, if you ever want to move forward with any renovations, I can see to that. Just come up, touch the statue. You can talk to me and we'll get things in motion. I think you'll find the underground portion to your liking, but this temple is just the sweetest little fixer up, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Ma'am, how do you, how do you get into the damn bunker? Jeez Louise, Baldrick, you are... I am tired. Okay, fine. I need to sleep. Say no more, honey. And um, with a big rumble, the statue starts to lift up about 10 feet off the ground. Uh, revealing a hole in the floor with a ladder leading down to like a brightly lit chamber. Nice. All right, now we're talking. Uh, guys, do we do we show this to the kids? Kids, come on! Why are you so weird about the kids, Baltrick? <laughs> uh, They're our friends. Since there was a a rumbling that shook the whole place, the kids are all now kind of peeking back through the doorway up into the dome. We live okay. down here now, kids. Come on. Where the heck? How did you do that? Where we, we, we don't know. You know. I prefer not to tell you. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you want us to finish the door or? You're we'll good. Just do whatever you. We're good. You're good. Just come check this shit out. Okay, come on, guys. Let's go check this shit out. I'd say I I'll go first. The order doesn't really matter, but you guys all crawl on down the ladder. First thing you see, you are greeted by a chamber lit by magical lights that are implanted in the ceiling. The walls look like they're made of refined granite with the floor made up of natural stone. And directly at the bottom of the ladder is a full kitchen. Like there's an oven, a fridge, plenty of counter space. Um, everything is well stocked. To the south, there is a hole in the ground with a ladder going down it. To the north, there's like a thin passageway. And to the west, you can see that there is a sectioned off area with a large table that's giving off a faint glow and is surrounded by chairs. Plum's going to walk around and look for a bathroom. Bulger wants to see where that weird hallway goes. Plum's probably going there too. 
I don't like being left alone. You go up the north hallway, and you are sorely disappointed to find that there is not a bathroom. It's a long hallway that goes off to the west. Um, there's a little alcove right before you get to the end of the hallway. And at the end, it's just kind of a dead end, but there's a little tablet just floating in the air there. Can I read it? Baltric I start it. putting my ass oh. towards it. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to do another dexterity check to see which one of you does your thing first? No, no I'll, 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 let, I'll let Flum read it. Like, Okay, Flum. In common, it just says two words. Open, closed. And it is currently, the one that says closed is glowing. Open! Nothing happens. I touch I touch the open. <laughs> when you touch the open, there is another like big rumble across the entire thing and a ramp drops down in front of you very slowly leading up to the street and you can kind of figure that this is where the staircase into the chamber was. So like the entrance to the whole place that you went through, it like folded down and turned into a ramp down into here. Ooh. In this whole this whole section it is like it could, it can fit the lot of Eva hint hint. <gasps> oh, yeah. I was just about to. All right, that. Paul, bring it in. <laughs> I, I go, I go up and room. look for Paul and try to direct him towards the area. Uh, Paul rolls down the window and he's like, "What? What do you want, Baldrick? Pa- Why'd you get down there?" <laughs> pa- Paul, uh, bring bring the lot of Eva this way. You want me to what? <laughs> Drive down the ramp this way. You want me to hit you with the car? <laughs> yes. No, Please. I'm gonna, just I, say yes. Okay. <laughs> He'll get. There. I will get in the. I will get in the. I walk up to the car. I get in the car, and I'm like, "Go down the ramp." <laughs> but as soon yeah. as you get in, he's just like, "Uh, you gonna hurt me or something?" No, Paul. <laughs> Paul, take take it take it down the ramp here. We we can fit the car in our base. And you'll be safe in there. What? What did you say, Daryl? <laughs> Nothing. Daryl. Daryl, why'd you say that like it was a lie? Daryl, what'd you say? I start motioning for him to come towards me. Oh, okay. Baldrick, you really gotta make yourself more clear. I can like never understand a word you're saying. And he, <laughs> I'm right next to you, Paul. He turns on the car and slowly starts driving it towards the ramp. Um, as soon as he hits the ramp, though, the car kind of like starts to sputter and jerk a little bit. And he's able to roll it down the ramp and into the little alcove there. Um, but as he does, uh, like you just hear the engine sort of die, and Paul is like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> uh, any idea why that happened, Paul? Well, my best guess would be uh, we're out of gas. We have to manage that. That's oh god, awful. Why haven't you been keeping an eye on that, Paul? I've been a little bit distracted by all the adventures going on. I'm sorry. You're right. Bad Paul. Bad Paul. Bad Paul. And he starts slapping himself. Paul. 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 It's all right. It's all right. Just come on. Uh, check it. Let's check out the base with us. You know. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I, as Baldrick walks out, he hits the close button on the tablet and shuts. All the- right. The ramp slides back into place. So as you guys are making your way back towards the main chamber, Drambo just fucking bolts out from under the car and starts sprinting around the entire area. And as he does, he's just like base, 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 base. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. That way, Drambo will trigger all the traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job, Drambo. Oh, I do good. Yes, very good. Drambo's like me. Uh, yes, Drambo like Ch- me. Chuggle friend. I d- hey. chuggle very good friend. Drambo stops and just goes absolutely flush. Drambo, yes. how about you? Why don't you take Chuggle? Why don't you take Chuggles and hunt down a bedroom? Uh, 
Okay, me juggles alone. I'm gonna go in the 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 area with the chairs. I want to see what this uh, looks like a war room. You know, we have places like this at the the Boros office. Drembo like to say Drembo like idea. Go alone with Chuggles down hole over there. Uh, Chuggles needs an adult. I I am adult technically. I don't think you are Drembo. I'm not gonna lie. Drembo adult. No Drembo, you're not. <laughs> Paul Trimble's is like Paul's like just just go. I, I could go with them if you yeah, want. Paul Paul this way. Come on Paul. Damn it. Okay. And he starts making his way to the ladder. I guess I'll go with Baldrick to check out the war room. Okay. Uh, Daryl Guy, where, which one, which direction are you heading? I'm more of the bedroom kind. I don't think anything's going to be interesting in a room with a sh- table and chairs. So I'd prefer to... Exp- Not to mention there is also a pit. <laughs> yeah, Act- pits seem up Daryl's alley. Actually, I'm a... Yeah, the pit is uh, on brand. I'll follow the pit. Chuggles and Drambo and Paul and Daryl, you all slide down the ladder and you enter a uh, th- an area with four bed chambers. So there's four rooms. Um, two of them uh, sport two king-size beds and then the other two each sport three twin-size beds. And then at the very bottom, like very south end of the room, there's another hole with a ladder. I start hoofing it towards that other hole. <laughs> So there's actually, there's like a circular piece of stone in the ground with a handle on it. Ooh. Okay. Chuggles puts his mouth on the handle. <laughs> okay. I, and I grab Chuggles and use his body to pull it up. Chuggles, <laughs> um, make a, I guess a constitution saving throw. 17. Ah, oh, damn. Okay, so we're able, Daryl's able to use you as a handle to pick this giant stone slab off the ground. <laughs> and Daryl, if you peek down, you can see that there is a ladder um, that leads down into like the sewers. And this is some sort of like secret entrance way. We love the sewers. This is the perfect place for us. I feel right. I'm going to put the cover back on because it don't want to get tanky in here. <laughs> yeah, it definitely stinks. <laughs> this was so stinky. So I cover the hole back up. Back up in the like war room type area, Baldrick and Flum, you walk in and the top of this table is just like dimly glowing with a similar like uh, line map of Ravnica that you can see. And in the center of the table, there is a little hole about the exact same size as the tracker that you have. All right, I see how this goes. And he pops it in. Okay, when you pop it in, um, the map starts to glow a bit brighter, and you can see the spots where the different souls are popping up, uh, like all over the map. <sighs> Interesting. So it just gives you like a bit broader way of looking at it. You can kind of see more specifically where each piece of the soul is. Can we see which direction Dread is heading? Dread is heading to the south, and he is now like he's almost at the edge of the map. I guess we'll have to bring everyone up here when we start planning out where we're gonna go. Uh, Sting, like, punches you in the shoulder, and he's like, Baldrick, shut the fuck up. I need my beauty sleep. What do you, what do you mean? I was the one that said I was tired. God damn. Baldrick. Why are you even, why are you even in in the war room? Why didn't you go to look for a bed? I don't know. I'm so tired. I'm loopy. I pop my head up uh, through the ladder. Hey, guys, we found beds. Oh, sweet beds. And Sting just, like, runs and does, like, a, a... Fucking, swan dive? Um, butt jump. Oh. Yeah, swan dive into the hole. <laughs> and he Thank hops God. into one of the twin size beds. No. Uh, so apparently there's this 
very fancy king-sized bed down another floor. <laughs> and it apparently has a body pillow with Lef's face on it. Ooh, deception check against Baldrick's uh, wisdom check, or insight check, with advantage because of the left body pillow part. <laughs> so, Baldrick, you have advantage on your insight, and struggles okay. you just roll a regular deception uh, i got a 19 yeah i did not i he definitely got bad one. news <laughs> <laughs> fuck you know on second thought i should have had struggles be the one with uh disadvantage but we're going with it baldrick sorry but you got to believe him um, like struggles usually doesn't sound very earnest but this sounds like legitimately honest I mean, the, be- the the body pillow seems a bit overkill, but let's see this thing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's check out the struggles, body can, pillow. Can, can, you, can, you show me, can you show me where it is, Struggles? Yeah, right down here. Um, so is everyone going down the ladder into the bedchambers now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you, you just said the map just showed the locations. It doesn't give us anything else, right? Right. This one does have like more names on it, too, though, that you can see. Like location names. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'll go down to the bed then. Okay, so Flum, since you're the last one heading down too, um, the four children are just kind of like standing around in the base looking a bit awkward and they're like, uh, we can like set up our sleeping bags down here if that's okay with you guys. Uh, there's probably enough beds. I mean, Baldrick will probably sleep on the floor anyways. Wait, we get a bed? Yeah. I don't see why not. They all just like start like really silently cheering uh, with each other. They start following you down. Yeah, but bits are pretty cool, aren't they? Bits are so sweet. These kids are so damn cute. Anyway, I I I I choose a king bed, and I said, "Sting!" Oh no, you're in a you're in a twin size. All right, never mind. <laughs> I don't. No one's sleeping with me. Okay. <laughs> Big people in big beds. <laughs> All right, everyone files right. into their beds and struggles. You lead Baldrick down to the the like piece of stone with the handle on it. I, I mean, I'm I'm not leading him. I'm just kind of letting him go down and. Right, I mean, like you're him showing him where there. it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I get Baldrick fucking goes up to the lid and just opens it and looks down. Um, you look down and you see a uh, sewer. <laughs> Can I kick him in? Is there not a bathroom here? <laughs> Actually, Baldrick was going to grab Chuggles. Both of you, I guess, will do initiative. Oh, <laughs> just, to God. Do just to see who would go first. 17. Uh, 17. Roll again. 19. Oh, shit. Uh, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's ahead of me. Okay, Chuggles, make a strength check and um, Baldrick, make a dexterity save. Not a deception check because I'm deceiving him. I thought Wait, you were kicking, him. kicking or... him at this point. <laughs> you said you're. You yeah. said I am kicking him into the hall. It's a deceptive kick. I got an eleven. <laughs> I got a twelve. Uh, Baldrick, you just feel like a soft little felt kick on your butt. Okay. Uh, Baldrick turns around and grabs struggles. <laughs> strength versus strength. Fucking nine. <laughs> uh, nineteen. You got him. Uh, Baldrick throws Chuggles down the seat. <laughs> oh, shit. Aww. Are you closing it behind him or what? No, I'm just going to throw him down. Then I said, that's what you get for lying. <laughs> Chuggles, you splash into the shitty sewage water. Uh. <laughs> Chuggles is crying. <laughs> Everyone else hears the wails of echoing little Chuggles. 
<laughs> I'm also I asleep. See what's happening? <laughs> Sting is fast asleep in his bed. Chuckles, just get back up here and clean yourself off. Uh, Don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Wait, if they if the orphans push their beds together, then all four of them can fit. To make a super bed, yeah. Yeah, can they do that? Yeah, they do oh, that. Cute. After doing that, Baldrick gets ready and just goes to like gets in bed after that. Hold the box. No, he gets on floor. No, Baldrick <laughs> gets in a bed. Chuggles <laughs> comes out of his hole and he climbs into the bed with the orphan. With the orphan. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? We can move over, sexy orphans. <laughs> the girl with the knives, um, she still has the knives in her hands while she sleeps, but she hugs you with her knife hands Aww. and um, holds you tight. Oh, Chuggles gets groped a lot. Yeah. Why's Fluffy? So you all just like immediately fall asleep. You guys have not slept since you left Innistrad. Um, so this is like the best sleep you've ever gotten in your life. You all sleep like rocks for the next probably 12 hours straight. Um, but you all awaken to the sound of banging coming from up above uh, the bunker. And you can actually make out a voice because it's yelling so loudly. So between the pounding that just woke you up, you just hear, come out, come out right now. Grab the horrendous. Guy oh, no. I'm looking for Guy Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul. The Ravnik Avengers are Sullivan Harris as the DM, Casey Clark as Baldrick Stormcaller, Joanna as Daryl Hall, Ben Mannix as Flumstag Dragava, Chris Rowe as Chuggles the Muppetborn, and Lena Pratt as Guy Elfman. If you like the show, please consider subscribing on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to us on so you don't miss a single episode. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes or, I don't know, just leave us a comment somewhere on our Instagram, on our Twitter, at Ravnik Avengers, everywhere. So yeah, leave us five street children that the Ravnik Avengers have just adopted out of five street children that the Ravnik Avengers have just adopted. Big thank you to Lord Candy for our cover art. That is at L-O-R-D-K-N-D-Y on Instagram. And that's all we have for this week, folks. Come back in two weeks when the Ravnik Avengers receive a little message from Guy Elfman's past. Bye! We were all sleeping soundly in our beds. I was having a dream of sugar plums dancing in my bread. (laughs) (laughs) We We were all suddenly awoken because Flum dropped his uh, harmonica that he always sleeps with. Oh. It fell out of my left pocket, and I think it made a noise, but I'm not sure because usually it only makes a noise when I'm using it. So then I went to bend down and pick up the harmonica, except I fell out of the bed too. And yeah, I was awoken by the sound of, <laughs> which I usually hear out of my nose, but you know, uh, shit happens. And when I jumped up, I put my foot through the floor. But everyone knows I was sleeping standing up that night. 
So when he put his foot through the floor, <laughs> the floor, <laughs> I was, um, the floorboard did that catapult thingy that you see in Looney Tunes, and then I started flying through the air. <laughs> oh God! Catch the dwarf. <laughs> and, and 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 suddenly, as I'm just standing in the room, I see Guy fly up after Dale stomped on a wooden board. Who? Dale. An omen. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Fucking Chip and Dale. Hi, Dale. <laughs> Did I say Dale? Daryl. Hi, Dale. <laughs> Dale. Say my name. <laughs> and I and I watched guy fly Ew. through the air like a, a trapeze acrobat guy. And he I just like sailed across the room <laughs> right into that fountain. And then Chuggles walked over to the Grandmaster dude who's Casey Clark. I don't remember what his actual name was. The fucking talker. And I pulled his name was Casey. <laughs> and I pulled his pants down. And then Chuggles went back to bed and he curled up and he fully sleepy. Okay, interesting thing. Uh when my foot went through the floor, when I pulled it back up, I looked down and there was a mysterious glowing red book. And fun fact <laughs> about Daryl, I can't read. So I picked it up and hot potatoed it too. And then Daryl handed me the book, and me being the expert in book and book-related things, I read it and concluded that it was a baked potato recipe. And I'm like, (laughs) guys, we should try this sometime. So I climbed out of the fountain and walked over because, I don't know, a glowing red book doesn't seem much like a potato, seems much more like something up my alley. But I started looking at it. It was a potato recipe. It was so strange. I don't know why it was in the floorboards. So trying to wake Chuggles back up because this is no time to sleep. We've got potatoes to make. Then all these, all the guys just gather around this book that Daryl found in the floorboard and turns out it was some kind of potato recipe, except, <laughs> you know, potatoes plus Eldritch abominations don't always mix well. And me being the expert in uh, magical detective work, I, I just had to st- steal the book for myself. So I went up what? and I took it and I uh, went over to the speaker. I'm like, hey, speaker. Uh, and, and then Chuggles decided that since the book is now gone, he is the only one who remembers the recipe. So all must bow to him as, as he decrees the things that make the potato recipe. Oh my god. I need three jars of potatoes and probably some baked. I. Chris, I don't know your human food. Fourth word. (laughs) (laughs) And then we all baked a baked potato, and it didn't look like a baked potato. (laughs) And it didn't look like a potato. Uh.